Okay. Well, it's what day it is? What day it is? It's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Taco so, Tuesday. I'm Victor Apodaca, Vago. And I am Paloma. Yes, it's Tuesday and it's podcast day for the Vago and Paloma show. Oh, okay. This is too good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Paloma, can you introduce our guest, please? I'm really excited about introducing Rick Moreno, entrepreneur, business owner from Moreno Real Estate Group. Right. Welcome, my friend. Welcome, Rick. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for I the invitation it. to be here on our podcast. I, I appreciate it. It's always an honor and blessing to be with, with like-minded people who are willing to want to learn more. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're a fellow podcaster, too. Try to be. I, I, we were talking about it. I think it's something I need to get on the ball a little bit more. It's just creating the time for it. It's, uh, it's yeah. no joke. People, it's, that, it's, it's a setup and it, it take, requires time. Yes, it is. And uh, it's, what's beautiful is that it, it opens a lot of opportunities now with the given with the COVID. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, any chance you get an opportunity to be on video and put some audio, audio behind video. it. And I think people are always driving to their next appointment. We're always in a fast paced society. So any chance you get to consume more knowledge and content, that's a, it's a great thing for everyone. Well, we're excited when Paloma uh, told me, boss, I want to, to meet Rick Moreno. He's a great guy. We had a really nice uh, lunch Absolutely. out at the fountains mm -hmm. right. at uh, Cose. It was at Cone Grill. Cone Grill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cone Grill. Great, great. Uh, so tell us a little bit. Give us the Rick elevator story. The elevator story? How long is the elevator, man? <laughs> okay, let's say you're driving. You're going all the way up to the El Paso Club. Got and there's it. a there, everybody's gonna stop the button on each floor. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. Uh, I born and raised in El Paso. I, I come from a, a big family of six. Vago, um, a family of immigrants. My mom and dad are the immigrants from from Mexico. Uh, my mom, uh, she picked in the fields in Southern California, Northern California, and then my uh, my dad, uh, he was poor as heck, and so he was valedictorian of his high school and always knew he wanted to be an entrepreneur. Just didn't know how. How to, how to make the American dream happen, but he did. Uh, so uh, I lived in L.A. and lived in New York City, so I got an opportunity to be blessed with uh, those two really great cities that really made me uh, kind of the go-getter, I feel. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that I need to grow on, but uh, I always knew I wanted to come back, I would have given back to my community of some sort of fashion, even if it's on a small scale. So uh, we're here, we're back in El Paso, and, and see how we can help as many people as possible. Well, that's one thing that when, when Paloma and I, we, we uh, and you were right, it takes time when you do a podcast because number one is you got to know a lot about your guest. Yeah. You know, it's this, you know, it's not just coming together. One thing we saw and that, that, that struck me really great is that you, my friend, a very well-seasoned, fortunate man, you know, you, you were telling me right now you worked on Wall Street, you know, but intern. Intern, intern yeah. but, but still. I do not want to work on Wall Street. No, no, no. Dude, you were in New York, York City. Not yeah. Wall Street. Yeah. Nor in New York City. That's oh. what I'm saying. You were yes. with the big boys. But what brought you back to El Paso? What made you decide, I'm going to make, I'm going to conquer the world, but from El Paso? I, you know what, Vago? I, I don't see it as conquering the world. I just have a very clear focus individually as to what I want to do. I don't really look at myself as competing with you or Paloma or anyone else for that matter. I, I know exactly what I want in life. And I'm just glad that I had enough uppercuts in my face 
early and often that I know I, I have a clear perspective as to uh, how I want <laughs> how I want my retirement to look like. And I just knew early on that uh, I'm willing to work my ass off to get to that position and just put myself in the right people, uh, in, in front of the right people. Um, Coming back to El Paso was an interesting story. My my grandmother, my abuelita, she was getting really sick. I had already graduated from NYU, and I thought, okay, finally, uh, I'm going to have an opportunity to enjoy the Big Apple without stress of work, without stress of, you know, NYU and grad school. And it things changed. And so yeah. I wanted to visit my grandma, and I got an opportunity to visit my grandma, and things were pulling me back in this direction. And uh, my mentor in New York City said, hey, you're doing great things in New York, but you could catapult it so much quicker just because the cost or the barrier of entry is so much easier in El Paso than it is in New York. You know, the average price of homes in New York are two million and up at that point. At that point, yeah. and everything in El Paso was a hundred thousand, two hundred and fifty thousand. Now the price is a little bit higher, um, but uh, that was it. That was it. I just I wanted to be home with family. I saw my my, my grandmother, and I wanted to spend. Um, some time with my mom and my dad uh, and, and during her last days, and it kind of like I, I missed home. I had already done my time in New York. I'd done my accomplishments there that I needed to. It was time for me to come back home and give to the city. Cool. And what what uh, high school? Anthony High School. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, that's I'm a new a, one. We hadn't heard that one. I'm a small town boy. Yeah. Small town boy. One hallway, Vago. <laughs> one hallway. Really. So you couldn't freaking like cheat and like cut class because they bust you. You <laughs> you are one of probably twenty to twenty seven students. Wow. Yeah. So think about it. I went to my graduating class was one hundred twenty five thousand in NYU. And how many in twenty seven in my high school? Wow. Yeah. So we graduated at Yankee Stadium. That was my graduation at Yankee Stadium. So it was it was a culture shock, social shock, economic shock, everything. Uh, we had one race in my in my high school. Really, maybe we had a couple other people, maybe yeah. a couple couple of uh, white people, but ninety nine percent were were Hispanic. more Hispanic. Yeah, Raza, That's what it was. Well, so, what drew you to NYC? Uh, I wanted to test to see if I could make it. I wanted to see. I wanted to, the the challenge of all challenge to see if. I could make it in a big city that I didn't know anyone. I didn't know one single soul. Uh, L.A. I did. I had family member there. The transition was a little bit easier, even though it was a big city. But I didn't know one single person, never had visited New York, not one single time. And I wanted the challenge of all challenges just to see if someone from a small town can make it into a big city. And there was several times that I wanted to quit. Absolutely. You know, meeting Rick the other, meeting you for the first time, I think uh -huh. me and Victor have discussed that we you really strike us as, as somebody who likes to be challenged. Yeah. What challenge did you face in New York, and how did you overcome that challenge? Was there one challenge in particular you want to share? Gosh, with the, there's so many. Uh, Paloma, the first day, I'm going <laughs> to give you the first day. If I could, if I could sum up to the audience, your audience, what, how life sucked in New York, but it made me for the better. My first day in New York City, uh, where it was my first day to report to work, um, there was a local bagel coffee shop in, in New York City. And I went in, and it was a big line, but they were going pretty quickly, New York style. That's the way they go. They go in, in New York Minute. And I, me being a Southern boy from Texas, I go in, and I've, I've seen everyone get their order very quickly. And all of a sudden, I had the audacity in New York <laughs> City to ask the guy, 
you know, hey, you, what bagels do you recommend? What do you recommend here? That's something that's common in Texas, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what we, we do. We love our bagels here, yeah. No, but just to be able to, hey, get your opinion on this is their own business. So he looked at me and he said, next. Oh. oh. Yeah, he said next. And I said, what do you mean? I'm your customer. He's on next in line. I don't got time for this. So I literally, <laughs> that was my first day. So I Did literally. You go- Get back in line? Hell yeah, I got back in line. <laughs> my, my mama didn't raise no pot. Okay, did you figure out what you were wanting to order? Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing about myself. So I back, got back in line. I'm already kind of running late on my first day on the job now. And there's 15 people that are ahead of me now. And you best believe I was memorizing everything on that damn menu. But prior to me ordering, I was like, I was looking at the menu prior. I was looking at seeing how the New Yorkers were ordering. And then I went in there, hey, I want a bagel on rye. I want a ham and cheese on this. I give me a, a, a latte, boom, boom, boom. And I ordered it. And he looked at me and he said, welcome to New York. Hey! Yes. Yes. Good job. Yes. That's a clap button. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that is, in a nutshell, what New York is all about. They don't got time for fluff, man. They That's just, true. They don't have all time right. for fluff. So let's, let's give out, uh, this is a sponsor mention time right now. So I want to give a nice big now shout out to all that music, all right? That is, and they're not. Thank you, thank you. I tell you, we got a great audience today. But we, uh, they're at in a new location, Paloma. Remember out there at the fountains? Oh yeah. Remember when we went? We went to look for some vinyls. That was just a blast. We had a fun time. That's a, and that's what I wanted. My point is, you know, uh, everybody. You know, I know George Reynoso, the owner, and he he started out, but. When it was vinyl time, and then of course cassette, the H, and all that grew up. But man, if you guys are into vinyls, then that is the place to go. Collectors, Love we it. had a great time. Paloma, I was surprised. You know your music, girl. Hey, we bought Kenny Rogers. You couldn't go out, you know. We bought Kenny, and what else? What did we get? What did uh, uh, well, I can't remember. We were looking for that freaking birthday song. <laughs> She's always looking for it. Well, I found okay. out who it is. Anyway, birthday so song thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. Thank you again. All that music. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so, back so to the, track. Yeah. Go for it, Paloma. You have a question? No, I was just saying back on track. Okay. And so, so I guess after that, did you feel like I got New York? Uh, heck no. <laughs> heck no. I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. New York is very interesting, yes. guys. It, it it either visiting people like it, people hate it. There's a fifty fifty, right? I love it. But um new york is the only city that i know that with no shame given they will either spit you out swallow you up and throw you back to your own city where you you think you came from true or with enough grit they embrace you and they become very uh it becomes like family and i'll give you a perspective like my mom she loves pastries and i i lived in in manhattan brooklyn um, you, been, you were around. We, you around. I, want, I wanted to experience New York. Yeah. So I lived in every borough except Staten Island, guys. And my last one, I lived with my Latinos in, in Brooklyn. I, won't be, I already knew I was going to leave New York. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to move. And I'm going I'm to live with the raza, Puerto Ricanos, Mexicanos. They don't do that. Everywhere. I wanted to experience my, yes. my, 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 hmm. my culture, right? And right across the street from where I used to live, there used to be a mom and pop little bodega. They call them bodegas. Yes, corner stores. Corner yeah. stores. Right? Um, and it was a pastry shop, and the, first, the Dominican guy owns it, 60-some years old, but he was rude to me the first three months that I was living there. 
But then once I earned my keep, once again, and I started just being cool with him and being strong-minded with him, he just fell in love with who I was and what I represented for the Latin Latino culture. And then when he met my mom, my mom would just sh- uh, shoot over there and go talk shop with him and le daba su cafecito, su pan dulce, Dominican style, and it was it was, a, it was really cool stuff. So I, I, yeah, I traveled a lot. I, I used to do national, and and I would schedule two trips a year. Yeah, one in the right before it got well, and always got me where I got cold there, especially like in, in January. New York? Yes. Oh, I got there. I went I there, and it was like minus four I hate New York for a week. Yeah. You've been to New York, boss, huh? Yes. I've never been. Oh, it's beautiful, mija. And then in the summer, and then uh, in the summertime, but it's hot. <laughs> you're, you're, you're sweating. Yes. So then, okay, so uh, tell, going into the, the back with Mr. Rick, so what, what did you do to start going here? What did you do? You came back because you wanted to be with your abuelita. Mm-hmm. But what did, what did you, how did you start shop? What, what, what direction did you go? I, I was already investing. I was already, and I was, a, people don't know, for your audience, I was a high school teacher for 12 years. Yeah. Right, he mentioned that. I was a high school teacher for 12 years, and I was a licensed principal when I came back. I definitely knew that when I moved back, I did not want to be doing that. Uh, that's a no, another different topic is how I feel about today's current educational system. Um, but, um, so I was doing the education side and then I was also had my, my, my real estate company. So I launched my, my company right here, my, my local real estate company, but it was, it was a one man show, but you're looking at him and my brother, Isaac, God bless his heart. He deserves a special place in, on on the throne on the, in heaven, because I had to convince him and convince him. He had a six figure paying job in, in Arizona. He was doing very, very well for himself. Um, so for him to jump ship and say, hey, I'm going to move, go back to El Paso. And he didn't have a book of business. Even though he's from El Paso, he didn't have a book of business in El Paso. So it's like he was starting from scratch. And my first office was a trailer. It was a trailer. And um, it was just me for a while, and then it was me and him. And then then we started growing. And, it, you know, God blessed us with opportunities to help and serve more people. And so that's how it worked out. Um, and so we're here. Cool. I would. I, I, that's going to be in the next podcast. I want to talk about your, your, in the next podcast, and especially because Paloma, look at all her freaking notes. She did. She, got notes she really me? got. Uh, Shoot I, away. Let's go. I no, no, no. That's that. Rapid she got, fire. Section two is hers. <laughs> I think I was entitled to. Yes, my you notes No, I was. Now this. Yeah, I want to talk are. to you now more and more. That's your homeboy. We'll talk about your entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so, ask, you need to ask him about those Dodgers too, boss. Okay. Absolutely. We can ask him now. Talk about the Dodgers. Okay, because. But all the changes, I mean, we lost Kike Hernandez. I mean, what do you think? Like, tell us a little bit about your... About the Dodgers in sports in general, guys. Yeah. I hate the way free agency hit impacts uh, oh, our yeah. teams. Yeah. We can't we can't become loyal to the, the players on the team because they run shop. And, and that's why I think, even though we're talking Super Bowl, but, like, I, I'm, I'm hoping that... Um, I'm hoping the Dodgers can run it back. Do you think they're going to be able to run it back? As long as we stay consistent uh, with our pitching? Yeah. I hope so. I mean, it was like uh, one year out of, okay. what, four bad seasons? Last year, this past year, they jowled. All the parts worked so together. They should have been winning prior. But, they yeah, had yeah, opportunities yeah. to win prior. But, they just choked. My dog so just choked. I know Paloma, she's kind of upset with losing Kiki. Yes. But then I was telling you like her. Kiki? Kiki I like that, was, that was one of my favorite the, Yeah, but he, here's the thing. What about Bets? 
gosh. Yeah. I, and I think that's why the Dodgers feel so confident about trading, you know, not keeping. Because um, of their investments keep, already. With Betts. I mean, but yeah. Betts is awesome. I mean, is that your favorite? What's, who's your favorite player? Oh, there's so many. Oh, uh, okay, old school and then. Um, Kershaw has to retire. Oh, old school, do I go old school? The reason why I like the Dodgers is my dad's a Fernando Valenzuela fan. Oh. Ah, Mexicano. Did you see him here? Grew up, you know, the, the right way and then just started. Did yeah. you see him when he played here? No, no, I'm not, I'm not that. No, 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 dude. He was playing with the Dodgers. Uh-huh. And you remember that the Diablos. What year? Wait, like, God, dude, it had to be in, like, in the late 70s, early 80s. I was born in 1980, so... I, okay, so... And we were poor, buddy, so I, there's no way I my dad know. was going to afford to go to the baseball game. No, no, it's at where the, where the Diablos used to play Coast at Stadium? Washington Park. Oh, no, Washington, oh, Washington Park. Oh, Park, because okay. I grew up by Washington Park. Did so, you see him play? No, no, I wish, I mean... So then we go to see the Diablos play. Well, freaking Fernando Valenzuela got injured. And then he, they, they... So played. they brought him down to rehab, yeah. and he pitched here one day. Why, did, why didn't we know that story? How, I, how did you? How, why didn't we know that? Story? I, you know, Washington Park. <laughs> I, I, you know, I forget about a lot of this great things that I go through. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay, let's talk sports. So, so Dodgers, of course. Yeah. Who's your? Were you interested in the Super Bowl at all? Yeah, absolutely. Quite absolutely. Who's your team? Don't tell me. I, John, no, no, I don't. I'm not a Bucks fan. So okay. let me clarify that for everyone. I'm not a Bucks fan. I am a Tom Brady fan. Let me tell you why before you judge me. I see, I see some judgment coming over here. I see some judgment coming over here. Um, I, I went to a Forbes conference in Boston, right? It was an entrepreneurship Forbes conference. And we had an opportunity. Well, I had an opportunity to go to watch on Sunday, watch the Patriots play okay, against uh, Cam Newton and the Panthers, wow. right? Okay. And I was on the 50-yard line on the Patriots side. Very quickly, uh, the Patriots were winning, and the Panthers were losing, but every first down Cam Newton got, he was showboating, doing his thing. It, he's just, that's his style. That's his energy. I'm, I'm, off, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. But Tom Brady, they were winning at that time, and he was ripping his lineman, a new one. I could hear it. Really? He says, it was like the third or fourth game of the season. It it, for the Patriots, they weren't jowling yet. No, yeah. no it, it it didn't matter. If I was, like he knew playoff time is later. That's how normal winners are. Not for Tom Brady. Every game, every is, game, every game is Super Bowl. Every him. game, and he ripped them a new one, saying, "We are better than this. They're going to be done after the season. We're going like the, what we do is win championships." And and his linemen, they were much bigger than him. They were just at his attention. They were ready. I was all in, bro. I was I all, it. as a former football coach, I was all in on a person who was that driven to succeed, and even if it was only game three or game four of the regular season. So I was all in. I, that, uh, that, it, it's not a show. It's not a show. Great. Okay. Anyway. So it, this has been a great segment. Oh, right, Paloma? Oh, quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so like always, quick. So we want to, again, give a shout-out to our sponsor, or the sponsor of this show, All That Music. Thank you, thank you. Uh, great place for... Vinyls, cassettes, cassettes. And ca collectibles. Yes, they got for uh, bands and music, everything. It's a great place to go and shop. Okay, so Rick. Yes. Thank you very much. We're gonna take a short pause for the cause and do a little uh, green room chit chat. We're gonna come back and then we're gonna talk about your entrepreneurship. Got it. Love it. All right. Okay, Paloma. 
Did you enjoy the show? I did. All right. Okay. Bago and Paloma, episode eight. <laughs> I think. No, nine. Yeah, we just put eight in the can. That's right. All right. All right. We'll be back shortly. <laughs>